Hey everyone, it's Lauren and Mark. Welcome to another edition of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. We have some great stuff in store. Let's get to it. All right. Hello, Loose Lug Nation. Today we have episode 38 for you. When I think of the number 38, Mark, I think of David Gilliland, Elliot Sather in that beautiful M&M paint scheme, David Reagan as well. And then at the local level, I have Neil Sanis, one of our good buddies out at Wisconsin International Raceway. I know you have a few. Who do you got? Yeah, you know, uh, at the local, uh, Jordan DeVoy, you know, man, has he been doing good? You know, he's seen him set a track record down at Jefferson last year and had a really, really awesome win out at uh, Golden Sands. And, hey, Nick Wagner down at Slinger, he gets around down there really well. And Jeff Holtz, you know, he was in the Midwest Tour. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much the 38s that I uh, pretty much got out there. Yeah, some certainly some good ones here. So, uh some good names there. Brings back some memories when you think back a little bit as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's even some old 38s. I think of Bob Austin way back in a, in a coupe. I remember back at Apple Creek back in the days, I think he was a 38. and um, Not a popular number, but there's a few of them out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Daytona weekend here. We recapped the clash and qualifying and all that stuff on the last podcast. Let's get into the duels, the trucks, Xfinity, and cup races here. Uh, we'll start with Blue Green Vacations Duel Number One. El Marola was your early leader, but it was very, very aggressive, which surprised me. Yeah, <laughs> it was three wide uh, on on the first lap. Bang! It was instant three wide, and yeah, there was. Uh, I couldn't believe how aggressive they were just at the beginning of that uh, beginning of that race there. Yeah, at one point Bell got a shove from Matt to Benedetto. They almost wrecked with El Marola there. Um, yeah, just just super super aggressive, but but clean. But Hamlin, he he said I, he saw enough of that and he bailed and and so did uh um so did the forty eight, you know. So uh, Bowman, they, they both bailed at the same time, um, knowing that it was really so aggressive back then. Yeah, it was uh, man, it had me on the edge of my seat. How about that? We'll say that. Well, uh, the big story from that was Bowman potentially had an engine issue. If they were going to change engines, he would have to start in the back, but something was going on there. They were able to fix it or find out what it was. They took a scope and they ran it down into the motor and they were confident that, that there was no uh, no damage there. Um, it was kind of ironic to watch how the uh, the pit cycle actually worked. Uh, you know, the Fords came in first. And then uh, the very next lap, then the Toyotas came, and then the very next lap, uh, and then the Chevys, the Chevys came in, and uh, um, it was quite, quite uh, interesting how each team stuck together and they all all pitted that way. Yeah, it sure was. And uh, Austin Sindrick was one of those drivers that needed to race his way in. He had a speeding penalty. wasn't good to have that when you're trying to race your way in. Man, it, it, <laughs> he's lucky actually by the rules that he got he got into the race. Just because they had that the way that they have the rules down there, that's set up for that. Yeah, uh, and then at shortly after that, Bowman was able to make his way out. He said everything felt fine, but there was a little bit of a vibration there, so some concern yet at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, things started heating up with about ten to go. El Marola hangs on. 
He leads 52 of 60 laps, Mark. How about that? Unbelievable, man. That Ford was on a rail, so yeah, it did well. Um, Denny Hamlin ran out of fuel there coming at the end, and it's just amazing that nobody <laughs> nobody tagged him. Um, so he was only on pit road, I think they said, three and a half seconds, and they were concerned about him running out of fuel, and he, uh, he was like a mile short to get to the end. Yeah, unfortunate for him there. He was he was aggressive and up front all race. Uh, Logano had gone to the inside. Bell pushed Almirola to the win. Uh, Priest got by Ty Dillon at the last second, and Ty Dillon misses out on the 500 due to that because Ryan Priest had the qualifying time to get in, but since he finished above any other open car, it went on to the next speed, which was Austin Sindrick. So Austin Sindrick got lucky. The speeding penalty did not cost him, and he gets into the 500. Well, what gets me about that is how how can possibly Ty Dillon not make the race, and he's not better than Derek Cope? You know, in the other the other uh, race, uh, Derek Cope ended up falling into that race, and that 96 car was rather stout. You know, and, and finished sixth, and you don't you don't get to go into the racing. Um, uh, social media kind of had a few comments about that, thinking that. The, that rule is not fair for some people, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough situation to be in, but everyone knew the rule going in. You know, that's the thing. Like, I feel bad for Ty Dillon. I think he was one of the better cars that could have got in. Um, you think last year, too, Gaunt Brothers just having terrible luck. Daniel Suarez wrecks in the duels, doesn't make the 500 either. Um, that team is fast and deserves to be in, but... At the same time, the rules have been in place for quite some time now. And, you know, luckily for Sindrick, who is also a good car if he misses, um, you know, and we saw that on Sunday a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I feel bad for Ty Dillon. Maybe the rule needs to be tweaked a little bit there, but they all knew it going in. So that's the yeah, that's the situation. It's tough all the way around. Just qualify better and you wouldn't have that problem. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, it is. it is what it is. Um, quite interesting how well the teams worked together in the first race. The second race, the teams really couldn't find a partner and couldn't make a go of it. It was a whole different kind of animal. We had a little bit of a rain delay there, and we, you and I spent some time on iRacing waiting for the track to get dry, you know, watched the radar, and a 20-minute 20, 20 shower came through, and, and I got a little iRacing in in between, which was yeah. pretty cool, and then, uh, yeah, and I got them fired back up a little after 10 o'clock, and we got to see the second race, so they got that in. Yeah, we knew they were going to deal with weather all weekend here, and Thursday was the first day that we had to deal with that. Uh, speaking of Blue-Green Vacations Duel 2, Bubba Wallace and William Byron have a good battle for the lead. Uh, it was aggressive early on again in Duel 2. Yeah, you know, uh, Bubba went all the way to the back, and on, and he came to the front, and then he went to the back again, and, you know, he got shuffled out, and next thing you know, he was back. He, I, I would have to say he passed more cars in that race than anybody else. Yeah, and then there was a caution there. Uh, Chase Briscoe spun. Uh, some others get involved in that, like uh, uh, Kaz Gralla, uh, also Anthony Alfredo, and Garrett Smithley. Yeah, that Kaz Gralla, that was just, just a bummer, and he was hoping to get in too, you know, and it was it was a question if he was going to make it or not, that car. All of them guys that got in that incident, that was their first attempt at the 500. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how about that? Uh, we go back to green with 20 to go. Ryan Blaney was the leader. There was a big moment for Smithley. Uh, Elliott went three wide in the middle, and Smithley got super loose on the bottom coming out of turn four. 
uh, a little later on. Smith would try to make a hole that was closing fast. Uh, Brad Kozlowski spins due to that. It involves Gregson, Byron, Chastain. Um, unfortunate for some of those open cars like Gregson um, that weren't going to make the show after that happened. And, you know, you think about Mark Beard. We talked about the owner of Beard Motorsports. They were trying to make the 500 in honor of him. Unfortunately, it just didn't come to fruition. Yeah, there was 12 laps to go, you know, and, uh, you know, Smithley did that move and, uh, uh, I have a comment on my paper here that I just <laughs> thought that was just a just a terrible kind of deal. I think a little bit more patience uh, would have uh, went a long way there. It was uh, sad that Byron lost his front row starting position because of that. They thought maybe they could fix that car, but that the rear end of that car was absolutely destroyed. So, um, yeah, it seemed like an unnecessary accident, but uh, Smithley was trying to beat Gregson, and that's what it all came down to to try to make it into the race. Yeah, Gregson was right there, uh, and, you know, he ended up getting caught up in it. So, uh, hard to fault anyone there. It's just that type of racing, um, and they're going for it. you got to make the 500, so you got to go for it. Unfortunately, that end of the day for, for a few open cars there and opened the door for uh, a few others that had issue earlier. Yep, yep, that's how it comes and goes. But, hey, we we came down to the finish of that race, and it uh, looked like... Uh, Looked like Bubba was going to pull that out, you know, and then, but uh, Dylan was getting a heck of a push from uh, from Harvick, and uh, once when Bubba went up and he tried to block that, and Dylan just shot down low, and he, he just, they clicked a little tire coming in, and uh, Dylan won that, and that was a very impressive pass. That was a very good finish to that race. Oh, absolutely, and Dylan said he knew when Bubba was coming up to block, all he had to do was flick the steering wheel just a little bit to get down to the bottom. And that was enough. Austin Dillon wins blue-green blue vacations duel number two. Uh, David Reagan was the first finishing open car. Uh, again, he was in on time. So Kaz Grala was able to go uh, into the 500. So officially going home is Ty Dillon, Noah Gregson, Timmy Hill, and Garrett Smithley, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but, yep, we knew four or four of them were going to go home, and that's the, the four that ended up uh, being uh, left out. Yeah, it was, uh, boy, it was a good Thursday night, though, other than that weather delay. Uh, very competitive races, aggressive, uh, aggressive. Pretty clean, though. I mean, we had that one incident there that we were just talking about, other than Chase Briscoe spinning, but pretty clean, but aggressive. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, for the, uh, coming in for the pits, um, if that incident went to happen at lap 35, they all were have to come to the pits. There was, there was none of this. Uh, one brand was going to come in. It seemed like the Fords were locked in on the outside groove, and the inside groove wasn't going to let them have at it. So I think the next time around, the whole field was about to come to hit pit road before that incident. I, I thought that might have been an, <laughs> another incident waiting to happen when they come flying in on pit road. Yeah, it was getting closer. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun race because uh, teammates couldn't get hooked up in that race. So it was uh, yeah, that ended up being an interesting race. I liked it. Oh, absolutely. Yep, it kicked off uh, there the start of really Daytona 500 weekend and Daytona weekend there. So uh, great racing on Thursday night there. Uh, let's get into the uh, Camping World Truck Series here. Uh, caution happened right away, and unfortunately for our friend Derek Krause, he was involved in that. They stacked up there. It looked like uh, 
Uh, Gray had a problem. They stacked up. Everyone was going to go okay, and unfortunately, Krause gets hit in the door or the rear end there. Uh, Gustine and James Busher also unveiled. Uh, actually, uh, James Busher got the worst of it there. Yeah, that, yeah, the front end was crushed on her. How deflating is that? To, you know, to start your season, you're ready to go, and you don't even make it to the start-finish line like that. That's, that's got to be hard to swallow. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you saw Derek spinning spinning there, and he the contact he didn't even get to take the green flag before he had contact already. So uh, I'm sure that had to be frustrating. And uh, But it sounded like they, they kept their cool, and you'll hear our interview here in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They kept, uh, Derek was actually the star of the show there, you know, with the, with the, it seemed like he was getting more airtime than anybody else, but was for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. But, uh, um, good, good truck, uh, good truck race. Um, uh, hey, uh, state, uh, Wisconsin state drivers, Johnny Sauter was on the pole, you know, that, so that was, uh, comforting to see that he's in a fast vehicle again this year. So, um, Yep, good uh, good truck race also to get started too, except for that bad incident to get it going. Yeah, unfortunate. Uh, uh, Lassard won stage one. There was actually a big moment for Creed there. Uh, could have been very bad. He was. I don't know how he saved that truck. That was that was about to be big. Uh, Sauter was behind him and he almost got into Infinger. It was it was super close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a save. He he needed every uh, every inch of the uh, what was left on the racetrack to save that truck. Though, good save. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, the stage: Rafael Lasard, Sheldon Creed, Grant Enfinger, John Hunter Nemechek, Johnny Sauter, Ben Rhodes, Chandler Smith, David Gilliland, um, Stuart Friesen, and Timothy Peters were your top ten after uh, stage one there. Unfortunate for Derek Krause again here. He makes contact in the pits. He was coming out, another truck was going in, and they just hit uh, front ends there. Yeah, that was Chris Wright that came out, and and you'll have that. You know, that's kind of on the, the crew chief to to uh, direct them, and um, not too much contact. Well, I'd say the O2 got some major damage out of that mm-hmm. one, but uh, looked like Derek actually uh, dodged a bullet on pit road for that one too. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Peters and Matt Crafton also made contact on pit road, and and all of a sudden you saw Matt Crafton's front end, and it was pretty damaged up there. Yep, and then uh, they said that he also got a penalty because uh, there was some some equipment that was outside the pit box, and so he got a penalty for that also. Yeah, they were not happy about that. They did not agree with the call. They never really did show it, though, so uh, we never got to see how close it was or if it was outside the box for sure or not. Yep, yep. Yep, they never showed it, but they talked about it. Um, wasn't it a welder? I think, I think they were saying that there was, or it was something, some other equipment, but it was outside the box. And I, I believe that if you're going to service a vehicle, it's got to stay in the box. So I guess I mean, there must have been some kind of call that was made there. Yeah, uh, Sheldon Creed was also too fast on on pit road there. Uh, unfortunately for Derek Krause, uh, his troubles continue. He blew a tire. There was caution shortly after. Uh, they went green there for a little bit. There was split strategy on pit road. Uh, and then John Hunter Nemechek was your winner for stage two. Um, Sauter, who was mad earlier that a teammate didn't go with him, didn't go with his teammate at the end of stage two there. So uh, kind of interesting there. He could have went with Rhodes but chose not to, and he was mad about that earlier in the race. Yeah, he said we had a meeting about that. Then he turned around a little bit later, and then he did the same thing. And, well, he even came back and said, sorry, guys, I didn't get it. 
So <laughs> it was, yeah, that was wild. Like he didn't help me, but then come back later, and then he didn't help out either. So I'm sure they're having a good discussion and uh, had a good meeting this uh, this weekend afterwards. So it'd be interesting what was all said there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but but that's racing there. Yep, you have teammates, but you're out for yourself too. Sauter gained a few positions by not helping his teammate there. You can't really fault him. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you've split seconds. Uh, decisions are made there. Yep. Yep. Uh, so at the uh, end of stage two there, we have John Hunter Nemechek uh, winning that stage. Rafael Lassard, who on the first stage was second. Johnny Sauter, third. Sheldon Creed, fourth. Ben Rhodes, fifth. Chandler Smith, sixth. Austin Hill and Timothy Peters, seventh and eighth. And then uh, also... Grant Enfinger and Tyler Ankrum, ninth and 10th there. So uh, remember, valuable points all season long in these stages. Oh, yeah. They all add up, man. You're going to have to have them. And we've seen, especially this year, remember Harvick missed out on the final round by one point. It One point can absolutely matter. One point is one point. Yes, sir. So we get into the uh, final stage here for the truck race. Uh, there was a caution. Derek Krause spun after cutting down a, uh, another tire. He made some contact with the wall. I thought he would be able to continue, but it was just too much. They just kept cutting tires down, unfortunately. Yeah, there was something going on back there and just, just couldn't get it get it to straighten out for him. Yeah. Bomber. Super bummer. Um Man, uh, Ryan Truex also got spun during that. Uh, they go back to green, and, and then another caution. Jordan Anderson, Austin Wayne Self, Jason White involved. Um, Derek was in the garage uh, shortly before that happened. Uh, then they went to green and caution shortly after again. Ankrum spins after getting a bump from Todd Gilliland, uh, and it was on from there. Yeah, there was uh, that Brian Duzet was stayed out, you know, and he was, uh, it only looked like he was like up to three quarters speed. And I guess some people were uh, upset that that car or that truck ended up uh, on the lead. And it kind of, <laughs> it kind of diced up the, uh, the restart on there. And they, they were kind of pointing a finger at that, the truck that stayed out there. Yeah. That was a 28. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a few more cautions as we go on here. Uh, Gillen spun when Crafton got pushed up into him, and they collect Friesen, uh, Fogelman, and Moffitt. They got some damage. They would be okay. Haley Deegan, unfortunately, she was having a great night. It was good to see. Uh, she slams the inside wall at 1.2. Yeah, she just lost it on her own, but, uh, yeah, that could have been a lot worse. Uh, she had the anchors out, and it kept sliding and sliding, and she bumped the nose off of there. Just enough damage that it dropped the front end of the truck, and that ruined her night. Yeah. Um, hard hit there, too. But, uh, you know, it looked like they checked up in front of her, and she just got on the binders or something happened in the car. The truck just got away from her there. Uh, near the end of the race, Moffitt spun, but they didn't throw a caution. Uh, very interesting because I feel like as soon as someone spins or, you know, there's even times where it looks like someone's going to spin and they actually save it and there's a caution. So that was an interesting moment there. Uh, there was a big moment for Chandler Smith. Uh, Endfinger started smoking there. Chandler Smith spins a few laps later. Uh, again, no caution, but then a big wreck happens on the back stretch there. Timothy Peters and Drew Dollar uh, make contact. He comes back across the track and it was 
on big time. On is right. They they racked them all up there. That that finished a lot of truck good trucks right there. Yep. Um. Goes into overtime. Uh, ben Rhodes wins. Corey Roper had the lead coming out of turn four. What a story that would be. Uh, Rhodes ended up going to the top and got it done. Jordan Anderson, where did he come from? Austin, he's second. He went, he was only a half a truck length behind at the start-finish line. What a finish. Yeah, Anderson, second place again. You know, second place is the first loser, but still, good run. Um, yeah, Ben Rhodes, uh, good run by him. He, he sure was <laughs> rather happy afterwards, man. Yeah. Good celebration. Yeah, and, and, you know, it feels like a win for those guys. Yeah. And it was it was really cool to see. I thought Corey Roper was going to win, and I thought, holy man, what a story this is going to be. A, a guy who is you know severely underfunded, trying to make a go of it, and he's going to win the biggest race of the year right here. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't, but still finishes third, which is great for those guys. Yeah, yeah. So he got some recognition on there, but uh, good truck race. Um, it still comes down to survival. You know, just like how many how many vehicles are left out of that whole mess? You know, there was a lot of a lot of carnage that ended up in that race. Yeah, yeah, there was. Uh, don't like to see that, but uh, we'll get into that a little later on too, because we've kind of we kind of see saw that all weekend. Uh, so Ben Rhodes won, Jordan Anderson second, Corey Ropo third, Ryan Truex fourth, Carson Hosevar fifth, Sheldon Creed sixth, John Hunter Nemechek was seventh, uh, eighth was Cody Rohrbaugh. Chandler Smith ninth and Drew Dollar tenth. So some names that you don't always see up at the front. Uh, we're up at the front at the end of this race here. Well, that's Daytona. That's restrictor plate. You'll see. You'll see comers and goers, and uh, yeah, sometimes you see some names up there up there that you don't see uh, usual. Yep, uh, that's what this plate racing kind of brings about. But uh... we are now joined by Derek Kraus, who we are super excited about joining us all year. Derek, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? Good. How about you guys? Hey, Derek, you down in Florida still? Yep. Yep. We're still, I'm still down here in Florida and just waiting for the next race here at the road course. Well, let's talk about your Daytona race here. Unfortunately, not the way that you wanted it to go. Uh, started early there. Unfortunate. You got kind of run over from the back there before you even had a chance to start the race. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really know what happened. I just know that the top lane checked up really hard and uh, I was just on the bottom and got hit in the door and that spun me out to the right. And, uh, I don't know. That's not how we wanted to start, but it was, it wasn't bad. Like we, there was just damage on the, on the door and, uh, we were able to go in and get that fixed up a little bit. And then we were running, got up to like 12th. I saw on the leaderboard one lap and that, that. I felt like we had a really fast truck, even with the damage. And then uh, that's that's when we started cutting tire, rear tires, and you could really never find the find the cause of it. And uh, that just kind of ended our night. It was made known that new crew chief Matt Noyce was calm, cool, collected on the radio. How much confidence did that give you and uh, the team under that circumstance? Well, I mean, there's really... I mean, if it was something, I feel like if it was something that we could have controlled, it would have been a little bit different. But I mean, then we we couldn't control any of that, so there was really nothing that we could do about it. I mean, we could get a little bit upset, but it didn't really pay because we knew that we couldn't really do anything. And then just everyone that worked on the truck all night, they never really gave up on it, and that that that's really good for 
for the team and uh, just everyone on the team to make make the team feel better and just just to have a little bit of hope. And but ended up that we kept blowing tires and that was that. When you qualified, did you have a bad draw, or what was the reason why you started so far back? Um, our uh, generator wasn't working to heat up our oil, and our oil never got really heated up to what it was supposed to be. And I guess that was that was the cause of that. And I mean, it, it, I guess it would have helped a little bit if we would have qualified a little little bit better. But um, we uh. I mean, it was a restrictor plate track, so it really didn't matter where we qualify. We just, I mean, you know, once you get up in the draft, it's everyone's kind of on an even playing field. So uh, if it was a mile and a half or a short track, we would have been a little bit frustrated and scratching our heads. But uh, once we found out the problem, we knew that was that and uh, just kind of moved on. You came from the front or from the back to the front multiple times after uh, you had to repair some damage there, as you just mentioned. Uh, that has to give you and your team a lot of confidence going forward at the plate tracks and possibly at other tracks throughout the season. Uh, yeah, that, that definitely helped. I mean, we were, I mean, we had a really fast tundra, and that 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 gave us confidence throughout the whole night that if we could get it fixed, we'd be able to go to the front. So, uh, yeah, we like you said, we did it a couple times. Felt like the first time was probably our strongest time. We how fast we went up there, and uh, that was that was definitely a good confidence and confidence booster for the team, uh, just to show that we we can run up there. It says here that your race officially ended because of the damaged vehicle policy. Was it that you didn't get up to speed that last time there, or was the damage too much to overcome? Uh, we just it was. I mean, there was a lot of damage. I mean, I guess. The real reason was because we really didn't know what was cutting the tires. We couldn't really find what was cutting the tires. I mean, they cut a lot of things away, a lot of braces and everything, and just could never find what was cutting the tires. And uh, we just, I mean, there wasn't really much more we could do, and that that's just what we had to do. We just pulled in. You know, when it rains, it pours, you know. Once when you had your first pitch, you actually had an incident when you got – uh, hit on the front corner when you were coming off the pit. Did that affect your truck in any way? Um, no, not really. We thought it was gonna because we came in and um looked at it, but once we came in, we realized that we probably really didn't need to come in because it wasn't it wasn't as bad as we thought it was. And um, so, but that was just kind of stay safe and uh, make sure nothing happened to the right front. What's your mindset when something like that happens and you're you're cutting down tires there uh, pretty quickly after the damage? Um, I mean there really there really ain't much that I can do about it. Just kind of keep my eyes and ears out to see if I can see if the flat's coming or not, and, uh, and you can't really you can feel it before you can uh, see it or see it or anything else and. Uh, so we just kind of, I mean, I just kind of patiently rode around and waited for it to happen. And once I had it, I could, once it happened, I could kind of brace myself and kind of start correcting the truck. Could you smell, uh, smoke, uh, in the truck? Uh, no, that was, 
That was the weird thing. Like normally there's smoke or something, and uh, for some reason there was there was smoke one time, and when we were like right at the end of the second stage, when I just rode it out, there was smoke there, but that was that was the only time that it smoked. What's the feeling like when you're going all out and all of a sudden the tire lets go? Yeah, I mean, it ain't a good feeling. I can promise you that. It uh, just kind of hang on. I mean, just hope for the best. I mean, the first time I got lucky that I was able to get to the apron and that kind of saved me a little bit. And the second time it was the right rear and I was already on the bottom and I couldn't I couldn't get it to the apron because it kept going up the racetrack. So, um, I don't know. I just kind of got lucky that first time and the second time I didn't, didn't, get, didn't get lucky enough. Let's move on to the Daytona road course. You finished 30th, but that finish wasn't indicative of your race. Talk about last year and what you're looking forward to. Um, Yeah, last year we, I believe we got stage points in the first one. First stage we finished 10th, and then uh, some with the alternator or something I think went out, and I kind of parked us for the rest of the race. But it was it's kind of an interesting racetrack. It's fun. It's it's a high speed road course, so it'll be interesting. We start we gotta start in the back, so that'll be the toughest part of the whole day, just trying to get track position, and uh, then hopefully we can get track position, have a good run. What do you look forward to most about the road course? What's it like racing there? Um, I mean honestly, I don't really don't really like road courses, but it's something I gotta do and get used to. So hopefully, I can adapt to it quick again and. I mean, being able to go on the sim helps a lot. Helps a lot with learning, learning the track and uh, learning what to do and what not to do. So, um, hopefully, I can try to adapt quick to it and uh, gain as many spots as I can. It's something that you traditionally haven't done a whole lot throughout your career to this point. Is there something other than the sim that you'll try to do? Will you try to help hop in other vehicles when able to to run road courses? Anything like that? Um. Yeah, I was able to go to a driving school out in Arizona that I was fortunate enough to go to with Chris Cook, and that, that I felt like helped a lot. And uh, hopefully I can take what I learned there and apply it to the truck race and have a good run. Well, thanks for your time here, buddy. We appreciate it. Uh, sorry to see your luck down in Daytona, but hopefully this week will change there on the road course. We look forward to catching up uh, with you next week. All righty, 10-4. Thank you, guys. Yeah, good luck this week, man. It'll, it'll turn for you. Keep your chin up, man. Yep. Carry on. Thank you. How cool is it that we have Derek Carlos joining us after every truck race this year, Mark? I mean, obviously it didn't go his way there, but, uh, you know, he was upfront and honest and gave us some information there. And we, we've we said this a few times already, but I can't say it enough. I am super looking forward to uh, hearing from him each and every week. You know, even though that, that beginning incident, you know, before the start-finish line, you know, what a bummer. But, hey, all of a sudden, he came, came from the back, and you could see he was coming through. You know, the truck was still fast. There was, you know, so there was hope there, but it was just too bad that they couldn't figure out where, what was rubbing that tire. So, yeah, um, yeah, it is what it is. So it's just like golf. Move on to the next oh, hole, yeah. you know. So yeah. <laughs> you know, run, run, <laughs> run a race next week and just forget about that one. Yeah, and, and you know, um, 
they I asked them this in the interview, but it has to give them confidence after seeing you can go from the back to the front multiple times. They're very fast truck. Yep, yep. It looked really awesome. <laughs> yeah, he got the TV time too. It's a good sponsorship <laughs> TV time, unfortunately. But yeah. yeah, but we'll look forward to him next year. You know, he he got a stage point last year uh, in the truck race on the road course, so you know he can get around there and. And, uh, hey, we'll see how he does, you know. Yep, yep, looking forward to it. Well, let's get into the Xfinity Series race here. Uh, Austin Sindrick was your leader early, but then uh, there was a caution. Alex Abay had a little bit of an issue there early. Yeah, he lost it in four. Yeah, they set the uh, the lineup by uh, championship points because qualifying got rained out. And so, yeah, so then that started right away with Alex Labay. He just lost it in turn four. Yeah, uh, Josh Williams also had an issue there. He stopped on on track. Uh, Herbst was your leader, and I thought he was going to win stage one, but here comes Brandon Jones. He actually wins stage one. Uh, the Joe Gibbs Racing guys teamed up, and Jones was able to get in front of uh, Cindric there and got by Herbst in the trioval. Yep, just nipped him at the, at the beginning. So, yeah, you get a championship point for that, baby. Yeah. Uh, so Brandon Jones won it, Herbst was second, Ty Dillon third, Austin Sindrick fourth, Noah Gregson fifth, Daniel Hemrick sixth, Justin Allgaier seventh, Harrison Burton eighth, Ryan Sieg ninth, and Brandon Brown uh, tenth there getting all uh, stage points. Yep, yep. So uh, typical interesting uh, uh, start to that race, so yep, we, they were on their way. Yeah. Ryan Sieg was your leader to begin stage two there. There was a big moment for Brandon Jones. Super loose again. Actually made some contact with Sindrick. That could have been big. Uh, Brett Moffitt wins stage two, but there was a big crash. Brandon Jones spun uh, in the soaked grass, rips off the splitter, comes back across the the track, and others made some contact there. Did you see how Herbs got through there by uh, just by... Uh... Uh, uh, hair, and you know that—that's Tony Stewart's uh, vehicle, you know, and and they were talking about it up in the in the booth, you know, just like, hey, that you just saved a whole bunch of money, you know, and also they looked at it. I mean, they even thought that there was contact. I mean, by a coat of paint, he missed them. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh man, but, yeah, that was great having Tony in the booth with Clint Boyer too. Clint Boyer to me was the star of the weekend. Oh, Unbelievable. Yeah. He's a, he's a, yep. Um, he's going to be the best that's out there. I mean. Uh, He's, uh, he's found himself uh, an act right there, and that's going to be looking forward to. Oh, absolutely. Um, so then uh, Brett Moffitt was your, your winner of Stage 2. Ty Dillon was second. Austin Sindrick third. Justin Haley fourth. Brandon Brown fifth. Ryan Sieg sixth. Jeremy Clements seventh. Myatt Snyder eighth. Noah Gregson ninth. And Josh Berry tenth. And Josh Berry was very impressive in this race as well. Yes, he was. Yeah, he'd never done it before, and he just kind of like just stayed in line and just uh, logged laps, and, and he, I'm sure he learned a lot. He should be proud of what he did this weekend. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Ty Dillon and, and Cindric take two tires under the caution. Sieg had an oil leak, but he did make it back on, on track. I thought he was going to be done there. Cindric uh, takes the lead uh, on the restart there. There were some uh, drivers that were going to pin under green, and a multi-car accident uh, happened there. Um, Annette got spun there people didn't know he was going to pit he was very frustrated said he could not have his arm out any further of the window um so he was he was pretty frustrated justin allgaier greg golding noah gregson bailey curry ryan c ryan vergus all involved there all smashed all all up so yeah that was a nasty incident right there that was right in the middle of the pack there 
Uh, Justin Haley was your leader on the restart. Then Harrison Burton got the lead. Cesar Baccarella had an issue. He spun in the trioval. Uh, Harrison Burton continued the lead there. And then there was another caution. Hemrick and Ty Dillon make some contact. Dillon goes around. Big wreck. Herbst, Allgaier, Haley, Josh Berry, Brandon Brown, Clements, White, Jeb Burton, others involved. Almondinger even got a piece of that one. Yeah, I got on my notes here that Ty Dillon is the blame for that one. That was uh, kind of ran out of, uh, um, you know, didn't, didn't, wasn't patient enough there and, and caused caused a huge wreck, man. And there, how many were there? 16? I think there was 16 car pile up there. Yeah. So, was, t- typical Daytona. <laughs> it was it was big for sure. Um, wow. You know, I have another note here. Um, let's talk about this a little bit. You know, there was a caution after... After that, after Burton and Cindric have a good battle for the lead, Castle goes around after contact with Jeb Burton. Tommy Joe Martins gets spun and gets destroyed by the grass. Is is there a way we can get rid of the grass here? There are so many cars that got destroyed by the grass, and I understand it's worse when it's wet, but it's just ripping the front end of these carts right off. And it was actually on my way over here, Mark. There was on SiriusXM, they were talking about that. The competition director was on, and he said... Um, they're looking at. They're always open to looking at options that make the racing better, and it 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 seems like they they've had discussions about it, but they don't know what they can do because of the sand there. If they put the turf down, they're afraid that the water isn't going to go anywhere with the sand. It's not going to be able to leak leak through. Uh, I think they got to take a closer look at that, though. I think there's a way it could happen. You think that even the the car owners would have a, have a say too? Uh, especially when that grass is wet. Oh, my God. It just destroys them cars, especially when it's wet. You see all that water that was on that infield? I mean, it was like a swamp. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, and if they're talking about sand, you think that that would actually soak into the sand? So I, I don't get it. But that grass is just so thick. You know, we, we see that kind of turf that they've got in uh, in football, you know, and I just don't, you know, understand why they can't have something like that. Um, maybe put something with a something that might have a little abrasion that would help you know or, or just you know maybe just get rid of it all i don't know concrete but um i don't know yeah they keep talking about it but nothing ever seems to come from it well and you think about uh charlotte motor speedway they have the turf there works out great now i know obviously different part of the country the sand all plays an issue but what they've done in charlotte has been tremendous down there and the cars can survive going through that turf well, maybe they need better drainage here at Daytona or whatever. But uh, unbelievable what that grass does to them. Their guard is just crazy. Rips you go into the grass and you are destroyed. Yep. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, so Sindrick got the lead on the restart with help from Elmendinger. Uh, Sindrick ends up winning the race. Um, Brett Moffitt was second, Harrison Burton third, Jeb Burton fourth, A.J. Allmendinger fifth, Brandon Brown sixth, Myers Snodder seventh, Brandon Godovic, he kind of hung around the whole race there, avoided some wrecks. He was eighth, Daniel Hemrick ninth, and Jason White ended up coming back to finish in the top ten there. Um, yeah, it, it was a good finish there. Yeah, yeah, so I was uh, working during there, uh, during that race, and when I... I punched out at work, I turned the phone on, and I, hey, look at the radar. And, and then you have a text me and said, I think, they, I think they're going to get this in. And uh, 
unbelievable how we beat the weather this weekend, man. <laughs> you know, it's it was definitely I've watched radar for the most most I've ever watched in a long time watching this weekend, and all in all, it it didn't end up too damn too too bad out of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was tell I gave you a big we'll be all yeah, right. That's what we needed, man. I tell you that be all right. If you want to hang with Lauren with this, we'll be all right. You'll get your racing in. So just hang with Lauren, and he'll he'll get you all right, all right. Oh yeah, yeah, but. Uh, no, it was it was great that we were able to get all the races in. You know, we'll we'll talk about the Daytona 500 here. Um, the big thing early was uh, El Marola got turned by Bell, who had a push coming from Kyle Busch. Many involved quite early. Um, you know, you're talking about Byron, Byron Bowman, Blaney, Newman, Jones, Reagan, uh, Truex, McMurray, DeBenedetto, Suarez, Reddick, Busher, Alfredo. Early lap 13. You know, a little early for that. Boy, the 24 almost went over, man. That that oh. car was right on the verge of rolling it over. And a lot of good cars got destroyed right there. And just like, hmm, dang. Well, and you know, Blaney was going to get through that with a little bit of damage. But he got destroyed by the grass again. Yep, so there's the another one. Grass got him too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then the red flag comes for lightning right after. We get the weather coming in shortly after that. It soaked the track uh, pretty good. Yeah, but, uh, you know, once again, being a radar watcher, we just kind of like, hey, look at there, there's a window there. And then, you know, and then as we went along, all of a sudden, some of this stuff just kind of vanished. It just like disappeared right off the map and just like, hey, we're, we just might be able to get this in in five and a half hours. That's uh, kind of kind of interesting to keep yourself busy <laughs> for that time. But, hey, we stuck with it. And so did Fox. You know, Fox didn't do one of these jobs of throwing it on FS1 or whatever. They stayed with the race all the way to the end. And uh, kudos to Fox for doing that. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool, especially with the Daytona 500 being a big race. We'll see if something like this happens, and it's not the Daytona 500 what happens, but kudos for Fox for sticking with it, with it being such a big race. Uh, Elliott and Dylan bring them back to green when we eventually go back. Uh, Quinhoff spins and Briscoe is involved, so there was a caution there. Hamlin wins stage one. Yeah, Hamlin shows his colors again. He looked like he was the one that was, uh, he was the one to beat early at that time. Yep. Uh, so Hamlin wins. Priest was second. Austin Dillon third. Kyle Larson fourth. Austin Sindrick fifth. Christopher Bell sixth. Bubba Wallace seventh. Joey Logano eighth. Um, Ross Chastain ninth and Cole Custer uh, rounded out the top ten. So there we go with some uh, some people getting points there in stage one. Yep, yep. So that was a, a good stage, and we were on our way. Yeah, we're to, uh, we were going to go into the night, mm -hmm. and we could, we knew we were going to get 500 miles then. So it yep. was on. Yep, yep. Uh, Cindric was your leader to begin stage two. How about that? A open car and someone who will be racing periodically throughout the season. Uh, the Fords were the first to pit in stage two. Toyotas were second. Chevys were third. Uh, Hamlin also wins stage two, but it got wild. Yeah, yeah. So the teammates were all going like that, and I believe the the, uh, the Fords actually had the advantage on that one. So, But, uh, yeah, Hamlin was still stout right at that time, thinking that that's the guy to beat at the end. Yep. Um, so... Uh, man, it, it was, you know, you get at the end stage two, Austin, there's what, 60 laps to go. Here we go. We're, we're getting to the end. Yep. Yep. And it, it was on. So now everybody was pretty much for themselves. Yeah. The finish of stage two was, uh, there was Denny Hamlin and then, uh, um, Kevin Harvick, uh, Bubba Wallace. And then there was Chase Elliott, Austin Dillon, Joy Logano, Michael McDowell, 
Kyle Larson, Kyle Bush, and Brad Keselowski. Yeah, so uh, there were some jockeying for positions there. Uh, I got a little nervous at the end of stage two. Yeah, well, <laughs> we uh, half the pack was you know got wiped out on lap thirteen, you know. So, but uh, there was still some really good stout racing still going on, man. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Austin Dillon was your leader on the restart, but Hamlin got by a short while after. Forbes were first to pit again. Chevys were second. Toyotas were last, and that played a factor. Uh, Bubba Wallace had to come back in for a vibration. Unfortunately for him, there was no caution until the end, so he wasn't able to get the lucky dog and get back into it. He had a great weekend, though, Mark. I mean, he was one that I had my eye on and then told multiple people to keep their eye on him. Yeah, yep. He, uh... He, I'd have to say he passed more cars than anybody else this whole weekend. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, coming down to the finish, Michael McDowell wins the Daytona 500, the 63rd annual Daytona 500. How about that? Huge crash in turn three. It ended under yellow. Uh, very scary incident there. Yeah, we held our breath there for a little bit to make sure that everybody was all right. I didn't like that official being at the door of Kyle Busch. You know, uh, he just absolutely pummeled Kozlowski. When you see that car, when they hauled it out, you know, it sheared the rear tire off. And usually those those tires are tethered, you know, and I'm sure they're going to look into to find out why that tire came off flying through the air like that. Man, that was crazy. It did a little damage to the outside wall, and there was parts and parts hanging up in the fence and and uh, just a heck of a grinder, and there was a fireball. and, and But, uh, hey, I... <laughs> I'm sure Kyle and, uh, is feeling that today. Kozlowski, I bet you yeah, he took a heck of a hit. That car was destroyed. Yeah, speaking of Kozlowski here for a second, car obviously destroyed. When he got out of the car, they didn't show this, but there's a video on social media today. He did a good old helmet toss at his car when he got out. He was very frustrated. And he got out and made some comments. He said... Uh, he feels like he did everything right. He didn't make a mistake, but he can't drive other people's cars. So, again, I don't know if was that something on Joey Logano or Michael McDowell with him giving a push there. I don't know what exactly that means there, but, uh, man, he's been close before, and this was his best shot to this point in his career to win the 500, he and was, he almost had it done. He was so smart. You could see that he was lagging back. And, you know, and he did that on the white flag lap. And then when they were going down the back stretch, he tried to pull that move again. And it was there. Um, you know, there was a few fingers pointing here and there. And, you know, Joey came down. Hey, man, around the corner is the checkered flag, you know. And it's on. And, it, boy, it don't take much contact. And, it, you know, just on it went. Um, yeah, I'm sure Brad wasn't too happy about Joey. But, well... That was I don't think Joey realized just how much of a run that they get. No. They got, and I would like to have the you know, like bumper cam on McDowell's car. Once when the 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 seas parted, the twenty two went this way, the two went that way, and it was wide open for him. Um, kind of wondering when they threw that caution flag. It all comes down to where they they threw it. Um, if they would have waited a little bit further into turn four, Chase Elliott would have won that race. But the, the flag seems like, what I could see, it looks like the yellow flag was thrown at the proper time. And McDowell did have the lead. Uh, Chase Elliott said he saw the light and he knew it wasn't even close. And when they showed a closer um, 
description of it, he had he had a full car lead when the caution came out, so there was no uh, no question that McDowell won that race. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, you kind of wondered because Austin, you saw Chase Elliott take that lead. Here comes Austin Dillon to the inside. They were kind of three wide. Caution was already out. Obviously, they saw the lights before we were able to. Uh, but Michael D- McDowell wins. Chase Elliott was second. Austin Dillon third. Kevin Harvick fourth. Denny Hamlin fifth. Ryan Priest sixth. Ross Chastain seventh. Jamie Murray eighth. Corey LaJoy ninth. And Kyle Larson tenth. Again, some f- a few guys that you typically don't see up there. Uh, let's talk about this last incident, though. You and I had a discussion after the race, and... With about 10 to go, I was like, I kind of got a little sick feeling in my stomach like something bad was going to happen. And these wrecks are pretty scary. You saw how hard Brad hit the wall. He almost goes up into the catch fence. Uh, Kyle nails him in the door. It has me thinking, like, NASCAR does a great job with safety, but this is getting to a point where something needs to change there's luck involved there you know if you hit just at a certain angle or the car is at a certain skewed a certain way you know and like brad's up in the air like that and a car just isn't normal like that you know that is scary and uh, man we kind of held our breath there that fireball i mean that was a major explosion i think it just ripped that fuel cell right out of that two car you know just just a grinding nasty wreck um hey 90% 90% of the fans out there watch. That's why they watch. And it's probably, we both shake our heads saying that's not what it's all about. And, you know, but that's the style of racing. And that's that's what they uh, come up with. And, you know, we'll, we'll move on. We'll do some road course racing this week, buddy. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll still be at Daytona. And hopefully uh, the weather will be looking a lot better down there for this weekend. So, And if not, maybe we get the rain tires on. That's right. Wet weather tires. That's so right. we can we can actually do that. Um, yeah, going back to the incident here, I'm thankful that the fuel cell that exploded probably wasn't full, because that could have been a whole heck of a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very thankful that uh, Brad and and Kyle and everyone walked away, because boy, that's scary. And you know, you think about 20 years ago, and my childhood idol, other than my my uncle racing there and my cousin was Dale Earnhardt. And the way Brad Kozlowski's car hit looked very similar at the angle that Dale's hit at. And you just think, you know, we're just, just can never be satisfied with safety. And yes, they do a great job. Everyone walked away, but, and I know they're being proactive about it, but the style racing really has me thinking here, uh, Maybe something needs to be changed here in the near future. You know, when Kyle hit Kozlowski, I mean, that was a hell of a shot right there. But then Cendric, Cendric came up and yeah. just blasted Kyle right in the driver's door. He couldn't have hit him more square in the door, you know. Sure, knocked the wind out of him. But, uh, yeah, man, that's the style of racing. That's what it's all. <laughs> that's what it is, man. A lot of money lost right there with some beautiful race cars that just are absolutely done. Yeah, and again, thankfully, everyone walked away. Let's go to a more positive note here. Michael McDowell gets his first win in 358 starts, I think it was. Second to only Michael um, Waltrip, who won back in 2001 with his 462, I think it was, 463, something like that. Um, A win, you go on social media, and everyone is congratulating Michael McDowell. A well-liked person finally gets it done. And, you know, you talked about this, Mark, in the podcast prior when you were making your picks. 
Think of head, um, Think about who's always at the end of these things. You automatically think of Denny Hamlin. Michael McDowell has done it for years in underfunded equipment, and he gets it done. What a what a race for him! You know, he's been at it, you know, all this time, and finally he gets rewarded with a 500 win, and yeah, a very popular win. I think everybody's very happy for him. Yeah, and you know, there was another question I saw on social media. So they said, now that you win the Daytona 500, maybe you won't be known as the guy who flipped at Texas when that bad incident. Yeah. He said, I'll always be known as the guy who flipped at Texas. Oh, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, hey, he's a good road racer, so oh. you give him some confidence for this weekend, man. Well, and you think going into, he's in the playoffs now. There's a driver we didn't have in the playoffs. He's in the playoffs. He's Bam, week one. Good. In the playoffs, that team, can they get some help from the Ford camp and play a role in the playoffs where you got road courses, you got some tracks that he's good at. Man, the season's off and running. Let's go. Yep, yep. That's all positive for him. I, it just like you could just see it on a camera. And it was just slowly starting to sink in. Just like, you know, hey, I did this, and it was wow. <laughs> it was very popular. Good stuff, man. And I think as of nine o'clock, I think I saw he did not sleep one second. He was going. He was already back at the track to do some presentations and all that. So. No sleep, but heck, you win the Daytona 500, who needs sleep? Usually you end up in all the talk shows and the late night shows, so he's going to be probably all over the country. That's the way it used to be, always a, you win the 500, and then you're never around till <laughs> probably Friday. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to interview and talk to you, and it's, it's quite popular. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, let's get into the Daytona road course here. Uh, staying down there in Florida at Daytona. Uh, last year's truck winner at the Daytona Road Course was Sheldon Creed. Um, Mark, what are you looking forward to at the Daytona Road Course, and who's your pick for the truck race? I'll tell you what, there are, yep, all three series is running there. Um, once again, we got a little chance of a shower, but it's really going to cool off down there. Uh, none of this uh, seven, high 70s, 80s temperature. You know, we're talking like around 60 degrees. We got a little showers on Friday, but the rest of the weekend is really cool. Um, yeah, the break for us, break pads 159 is at 630 on Friday. Hey man, I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to take Sheldon Creed. You know, he, uh, he pretty much, uh, did, uh, dominated that race last year and that'll be, uh, that'll be my pick for the truck race. Yeah, I am looking forward to them getting back in the road course. We saw that in the clash there, put on some good racing last year too. Road courses put on some of the best racing. I, too, have Sheldon Creed winning after his race last year, as you just said. Uh, hard to see that he'll get beat down there, but anything's possible. Yeah, anything's possible, but, uh, yep, it'll uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, all these guys are getting more and more, like, road road courses so that they're going to become, mm -hmm. you know, better road racers. So uh, it'll, uh, it'll be interesting. And it's a night race, you know, a Friday night race. And uh, under the lights, so I think that'll be pretty cool. That's that'll gonna be, be cool. yep, yep. I'm gonna like that. That's gonna be cool. Uh, we'll all start off with the Xfinity series here. Uh, again, looking forward to the Xfinity series road courses. That has been some of the best racing in the past few years with the Xfinity series on those road courses. Um, the Daytona road course, as I'm thinking about right now, I initially had Austin Sindrick. I'm changing my pick. I'm Why? going with AJ Allmendinger. Why would you do that? <laughs> anyway, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna be that way, well then I I will take uh, I will take uh, your pick that you used to have, Austin Sindrick. I'll take Sindrick because he showed me a lot at Road America last last year, and uh, oh, he's in a Ford. 
Hmm. All right. So it's on for that one. Four o'clock start for the Super Start Batteries. 188 at four o'clock Saturday. So get your popcorn ready for that one. Right. So that kind of tells you it's starting at five o'clock down there. So that one's going to end up under the lights yeah. at the end of the race. So that'll be a good one. Absolutely. Uh, let's go into the Sunday Cup race, Mark. Tell us what you uh, what you think about that heading in, and who's your pick? Yeah, they're running at two o'clock. The O'Reilly Auto Parts two fifty three on Sunday. Um, I got a, got a good look at it during the, the Bud Shooter Bud Bush Bush Clash, not Bud Shootout. It's Bush Clash. <laughs> they tried to keep up with that. Um, there was a lot of comers and goers in there. Um, thought about Chase Elliott. You know, he's won how many in a row? Four in a row. Um, but the guy that showed me probably the most that week, uh, that race, was uh, Martin Truex. If he can, uh, don't be driving in the dirt, uh, you know, through the bus stop. Um, I think Martin Truex showed me that it looked like that was the, the, the vehicle to beat. Well... You and I initially had all the same picks here. I changed from Elmendinger to Cindric. I also have Martin Truex Jr. That car was the best car on track for the Bush Clash on Tuesday. It sure was. And I don't even think it was close. And if he doesn't spin there and get damaged, I think he goes on to win that race. Um, Martin Truex Jr., I look forward to him. You know, he finished third there last year yep. when they went to the road course. So yep. uh, something to watch out for there, too. Uh, we'll recap our picks here from last week, too. So, um I had Sheldon Creed in the truck race. You had Austin Hills, so I get a point there. Uh, you had Brandon Jones, and I had Justin Haley for the Xfinity race, so I get a point there as Do well. Do I get anything for a stage? Come on, <laughs> give, me a, give me a decimal point. Decimal point one, huh, for a stage win or something. Give me something. And then we both had Denny Hamlin, so it's high there. So I guess we'll get each get a point there. So three to one as it stands right now. Uh, the Xfinity race for us is going to come down to who's going to get that extra point this week. All right, and it's... Um... If I remember back when we, you and I went at Road America, uh, I had Almondinger and you had Cindric, yeah. and we were kind of ribbing each other that whole day, you know. <laughs> and I was just Almondinger almost caught him, but ran out of time, and Cindric beat him at Road America. That's why uh, he showed me a lot uh, that weekend to pick him this week. Yep, yep. Well, uh, it's going to be a great week in a race, and again, you got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday once again down at Daytona on the road course this time, uh, Mark. Let's uh, let's enjoy this weekend, and uh, you know I might go back and watch some of the races from this weekend. I actually had to do some extra recording and everything, and uh, you know I'm I'm recording Bob's Burgers, you know, <laughs> just because it was running so late, and then and then run some extra time, and then I think it got to be eleven o'clock, and then I recorded again. So when I got up today, I, I actually hit that just right. I caught the last fourteen laps, and I watched that again this morning. Um, what a, it's kind of a long weekend. We had a little get-together with some people this weekend, and uh, um, it feels like Monday. Um, need to kind of regroup a little bit here, but looking forward to this weekend, uh, the road course. I think we're going to have some good racing again this weekend, man. Looking forward to it. I do, too. Yep, absolutely looking forward to it. Well, uh, thanks again, buddy, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. All right, man. See you later. This has been a production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.